Welcome to the From Self-Doubt to Success podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Petroquin, career transition coach and mindset mentor. I created this podcast to show you that your biography is not your destiny. At any moment, you can take back control of your life and transform it for the better. The way you've been conditioned to think is holding you back from creating your own version of success. If you feel like you're not living to your fullest potential and letting life happening to you instead of for you, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So today we're going to talk about how to reset your mindset when you are going through a career change because you've probably heard me say that before, um, but most of the time, the real only thing that is keeping us from achieving our dreams is our mindset, more specifically our self-doubt, our limiting beliefs. So let's get to it. Um, changing careers, of course, is a huge decision because it impacts several areas of your life. A lot of fear comes with it, the fear of making the wrong choice, the fear of leaving behind what we already know, uh, what seems comfortable, right? But obviously, it's not that comfortable if you want to leave. Um, also, the fear maybe of disappointing certain people, maybe your boss, maybe your colleagues, maybe even your family who has expectations for you. The fear of being rejected once you put yourself out there. Uh, the fear of uncertainty in general, I think, not knowing really what the future is going to look like. Um, the fear of being vulnerable when you are in a job search. The fear of judgment from others, from peers, for example, uh, who might not understand the career choices you make. The fear of not being qualified um, or good enough, you know, to really think that you deserve to have better. And really, I understand all of these fears because I've experienced them myself. When I left my corporate job in France to come to Ecuador and start from zero, I was so confused and I doubted myself a lot. And until I really found my dream career path, I would feel this way most days. And this lasted for approximately two years. So I can definitely tell you I know how it feels. Um, but the truth is, we never really start from zero. Your personal as well as your professional experiences have taught you a lot, not just your hard and soft skills. They have allowed you to also find out more about who you are and what you enjoy um, and what matters to you. And your value as a person, as a professional as well, goes far beyond your degrees and your past job titles. So I want you to acknowledge that because we really tend to um, get into that trap, right? <laughs> so as I was saying, the real issue is your mindset because you are absolutely capable of not only changing careers, but also finding one that truly fulfills you. If I and so many other people were able to do so, so are you. The reasons that you think you are, uh, the, the reasons that you think are holding you back from finding success, true success, are nothing else but stories that you are creating in your head. When I say true success, um, I refer also to the last episode about redefining, no, it wasn't the last one. 
I think it was a couple of weeks ago when I uploaded that episode about redefining success. Um, but basically, my definition of success is cultivating a high level of satisfaction in all the areas of your life. And when you are happy in your career, you experience much more positive emotions on an everyday basis. And this can make a huge difference in the way you see yourself, you, in the way also you interact with others, in the way you organize your time, your lifestyle, your priorities, how much money you earn. It has basically an impact on, I would say, almost everything in your life. Um, so right now, you may think that you lack specific education, experience in a particular field. Uh, maybe you think you lack self-confidence, that you lack ambition or drive or even money uh, to give yourself that luxury of you know, changing careers right now. But what's really happening is that you're letting self-doubt come in the way of your dream life. You let it keep you from seeking solutions and support. I've seen this again and again. People with so much potential, myself included, who were wasting their time because they were scared. They didn't believe that they could be that person who thrives at work and life. So first, you need to acknowledge that you deserve to do work you love. When you feel passionate about your purpose, and take the steps to fulfill it. You are sharing your gifts with the world. You are leading by example. You are inspiring others. You are contributing positively to a cause. Um, and you are also leaving a legacy behind. You know, It makes your life worth living in a way. And this is why my career uh, personally feeds my soul because it's not just a way for me to pay my bills and keep myself busy. I have a North Star and that is unlocking people's potential by helping them get clear on what they want and become more confident. And this is how I personally chose to make an impact in the world. Um, you can watch uh, my last workshop on my Facebook group for more on how to find your career purpose. I also made a, a three-episode series uh, on my podcast about that, if you want to listen to it, if you prefer listening to it. So the question is, how can you feel more empowered, right? Because we want to talk about mindset here. What can you do to manage your self-doubt and not let it hold you back? How can you reset your mindset in a way that will support your successful career transition. So the first necessary ingredient or component for empowerment is clarity. If you don't know with precision what you want, your mind is going to be all over the place. You're going to get either influenced, uh, distracted, discouraged, or all of these things at the same time. Where focus goes, energy flows. So how do you create clarity? So the first thing um, is self-reflection. It can get hard to know what you want when there are so many different jobs out there. And the most common mistake I see amongst career changers or job seekers in general is that they try to find the answers outside of themselves on job boards or on LinkedIn, for example. You have to learn to trust yourself a little bit. 
trust your feelings and define your priorities, your preferences, your values, your interests accordingly. This is your biggest clue to understanding your authentic aspirations. This is what will help you detach from what you've been taught of what's good or bad in the sense of what's a, what's a good job or a bad job, you know? Um, for example, I think it took me so long to get into the career coaching or the coaching business in general um, because I was discouraged uh, to study psychology. And I think if I had listened to my gut, if I had trusted my feelings when I was 18, when I chose uh, what I was going to study, I would have probably started to do coaching before because I would have been already closer uh, to that industry, right? With, with like by working with psychology, by studying it, I think I would have come to that idea sooner. Um, but at that time, I didn't trust my feelings and I went for what was seen as more prestigious, more respected, and I studied politics instead. So I, and I regret this sometimes, you know. So really, again, uh, for more guidance on this, uh, on, you know, how to create or, or define your career purpose, you can uh, check out my last uh, workshop on my Facebook group, which is called Career Fulfillment for Millennials. Or, again, you can listen to the podcast episodes, uh, which I think was about two months ago or something like that. Okay, so this is the first step to getting more clarity. It's that self-reflection part, self-discovery part. The second part is goal setting. So once you know what you like, what you dislike, what's important to you, what you're good at, what sparks your curiosity and creativity, and you've narrowed down jobs accordingly, you need to set clear goals. For me, uh, my vision is my long-term goal, right? And it's one that is flexible, that can evolve, because I know that my needs and desires are gonna evolve as I grow. Um, but it's this vision, this bigger goal, that helps me define tangible action steps. Um, you could also call them smaller goals uh, or short-term goals. And the accumulation of all of these smaller goals is your action plan. You know how they say a goal without a plan is just a dream? Well, you can use the SMART model for this. Look it up online. Having clear goals gives you direction and helps you be more intentional with your action. This is really where you get specific and where you release confusion. And as a result, you also get more determined. Um, I also did a workshop and um, a podcast episode on goal setting. <laughs> so if you need more guidance on this, go check it out. Uh, but there's one thing I really encourage you to do. It's to actually sit down and write down your goals. Because I'm sure as you listen to this, you're like, yeah, I know what my goal is. But have you actually taken the time to really define it on paper, to write it down, to think about every single detail, to get really specific um, so yeah, please do it on a piece of paper. And for example, I hung a list of my goals on the wall next to my desk, so I always keep them in mind. And when I get overwhelmed, I look at them and I know immediately what I have to focus on. Um, trust me, I know what, what it is to live a life without clarity, without goal, without vision. Like, 
it's um, it's it's a mess basically because okay so I when I came to Ecuador so that was about four years ago I started I did so many different things okay so I started an export business I modeled for TV ads to earn some money. I gave French classes to kids and teenagers. I worked as a sales representative for a university exchange program between Ecuador and Germany. I translated an entire dating website from French to German. I also applied for a job at the French and Ecuadorian Chamber of Commerce. Um, so like you can see this is going a bit all over the place. And what's funny is that in all of those things, you can recognize that there's, like, in some way, it would make sense. For example, you know, I love languages. I speak four languages fluently. So, okay, some of that was linked to it. Um, or, for example, the modeling thing, like, that was fun for me because I used to love acting. I, I would act. Uh, I took drama classes for 10 years, I think, when I was a, a kid and a teenager. So I really enjoyed that. Um, also the exchange programs, like creating links between different countries, all of these things. And like, it's about education, you know, it's about uh, knowledge. So it's funny because when I see this now, I'm like, ah, I see the link between all of these things. However, if you take them separately and remembering now how it was, how I felt working in all of these different contexts, none of them would really fulfill me because I lacked that clarity, because I didn't, you know, I didn't do that self-reflection and I didn't um, set clear goals. So basically, yeah, my mind was all over the place, my life as well. And that definitely took a toll on, on my self-confidence, on my mindset. So this is the first thing. The second thing um, I would say is manifestation okay so manifestation big word everyone is using it i know but i think that it's the best way to describe it basically you know coming making reality uh, or making an idea come to to reality uh, but how do you manifest because it's it's not just like having a vision and hoping for the best you know and just believing like you also have to take action so in order for you to take action you need to really build a super strong belief and that starts with um, keeping your vision alive because you know you could um, write on a piece of paper your vision and your smaller goals accordingly but if you put this I don't know, in the drawer somewhere, in your desk or wherever, that you're never going to see it again, and it's not on your mind constantly, and you're not obsessed with it, like, you're just going to forget about it, and you're not going to make it a priority. So you need to make sure that you keep this vision alive, uh, that you build that strong belief, and there's three different ways you can do that. So um, I'm just going to share two with you right now. I think it's gonna it's gonna be more helpful. So, one is creating a vision board. Um, a vision board. I'm not gonna go into detail. I think you might know also what it is. But basically, you can do it either physically or di digitally. Yeah. Um, and what you do is that you pick or select some pictures, some quotes, just things in general online or physically in magazines or whatever, wherever you, whatever you want, you know, whatever represents the best, your dreams, your goals, and you put these things together on a single board. And 
that really helps you keeping your vision alive because there on that board you can put a little bit of everything. For example, I have a digital one and I put it as my uh, background screen on my laptop. And for example, I have one with a beautiful, beautiful, pristine beach uh, because I want to travel to uh, a beach with my fiance soon. Um, I have what do I have? I have a little quote about money. Money is no longer an issue. I have more than I than I will ever need. I am free to do what I want. I am generous with what I have. Um, I also have a picture of my dream home in Provence, in the south of France. I have a picture of my future puppy, which I already know what the race is, and I can't wait to have him in my life. I have a picture of a wedding uh, that represents my wedding of, of this summer. I'm getting married. So then I also have work stuff, like being a guest speaker. Um, I also have NLP certification. That's something I want to certificate in. Gertz get certified in uh, this year. Um, so yeah, it's all of these things that represent basically my ideal life as I imagine it now, okay? So that's a great way to keep your vision alive. Another great thing you can do is to uh, work with visualizations and especially next level self or higher self visualization uh, or success visualization. You can look them up online. There's, I think there's quite a, a lot. Uh, for free that you can have access to. Otherwise, you can also uh, DM me directly on my Instagram at your coach Estelle, and I will be happy to send you my own visualizations. I haven't put them on my podcast yet because I think I don't know if it's really like the the place where I want to publish them. Um, but I have a bunch that um, are available that I send to my clients. So if you're interested, don't hesitate to ask me for it. Uh, but yeah, those visualizations are also a great way for you to, to keep the vision alive, you know, and to make you feel good about it. That's also uh, really important here. And, and then the second thing about manifestation is embodiment. So that's really about... Um, becoming basically the type of person who can achieve the things you want to achieve. It's, you know, adopting habits based on your identity. So in a way, like, you're not just, you know, changing your practices, you're really, like, evolving your identity. You're acting as if you were already that person you want to be, as if you had already achieved your goals. How? Well, first start with a reasonable habit, like you want to be realistic. Focus on one habit at a time. Set yourself reminders, because it's a habit at first is not a habit, so um, you need to remind yourself of it, because you, you might not even, you might very easily forget. Um, try to also make it more pleasurable, easier for you, like try to limit the barrier to action by, I don't know, yeah, just making it easier, finding ways for you to making it more pleasurable. Also, maybe you can look for a good habit buddy to hold you accountable. Um, and yeah, stay, stay patient and let go of the perfection. Um, something that I always think about when I'm like, oh, when I'm beating myself up for not doing something I set my mind to, uh, uh, is to think about the compound effect. So the compound effect tells that basically at first you feel like you're not doing much, but when you are you know, applying 
more and more effort, uh, at some point you're going to have this effect of the accumulation of all the efforts you've made in the past, and at some point, you know, you're going to see an exponential evolution. And this works with basically anything, like it works in my business, it works in my health with working out, like it can work also with um, making efforts with uh, communication with some relationships as if that's something you have troubles with, you know, you can start implementing better habits. Uh, I don't know, like calling someone more often. I'm thinking of my brother right now, for example, he lives in Germany, I live in Ecuador, we grew up super close to each other and you know, um, these last few years since I was so far away and he's not so much of a, a phone guy, we kind of lost touch and it was, I mean, we would still see each other, you know, at least once a year when I would go back or he even came to visit, but like our relationship deteriorated because we wouldn't have um, very regular communication. So we decided to uh, make more efforts, to call each other regularly, um, and that's what we do now. And now, by doing this for several months, like our relationship has gotten better. So yeah, basically, that's just an example. Um, and of course, the last thing here is to acknowledge your achievements. That's also a big part of manifesting because um, you, you want to stay resilient, you want to stay motivated, and if you don't acknowledge your own achievements, even small wins, and if you don't celebrate them, and you don't, um, you know, keep them, I don't know, um, visible, like, you need to, to remind yourself of them, because we have a tendency to only think of what's missing, what's lacking, what we're not doing, always criticizing ourselves. So it's important to make a list of the things you've accomplished, even if, you know, to some other people it might seem so ridiculous, like maybe to you it's, it's something big and you're proud of it and whatever, this list is for you, you don't have to show it to anyone and just keep it close so that each time you feel a bit down, you lack motivation, you can look at it and, and remember that, you know, it's not all for nothing, that there is progress. Um, I really suggest doing that because you know how uh, people or us or we, we are so, it's so easy for us to fall into a bad habit, uh, whether it's eating too much sweet stuff or, or fast food or um, I don't know, smoking or drinking, taking drugs, all of these bad things that we do. Why do we do it? Well, we do them not because we're assholes or because we're big failures. We do it because these things create immediate brain rewards, right? Um, so what you need to do, like the problem is with the good habits is that you only start feeling the reward in your brain in terms of hormones, of neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, all of these feel-good hormones, you only start feeling their, um, their effect once you've had that habit for a while, right? Because for example, for me, exercising is something I've been doing for years now and that I love. At first, it sucked. At first, I would hate it. I would be out of breath. I would sweat. I would be so red. Well, still, I'm really red when I exercise. But I was, it's just, you know, everything would hurt. It was really not something I would enjoy. You know, it felt like punishment. But the more I did it, the more it felt good. So 
it's it's really about that again it's really about the compound effect realizing that at some point you're gonna get the rewards for that um, not just physically but also in your brain but in the meantime you need to be able to create those brain rewards those immediate ones to keep you motivated so this is why it's so important to celebrate your small wins and and really uh acknowledge them all right so this was the part about manifesta man manifestation. Again, keeping the vision alive, making sure to embody the person you would like to become, and finally, acknowledge your achievements. And the last thing about um, resetting your mindset, having an empowered mindset, has a lot to do with self-compassion. Um, again, this is really something that is going to allow you to stay patient and resilient um, and to feel good throughout the journey, throughout the progress, because, you know, it's not just about the outcome, it's about how you feel. So here, I really want you to think about how you treat yourself on a daily basis, um, you know, because this is... Uh, you know how we react to things like we have this stress response that we just turn inward onto ourselves and this is why we talk shit to ourselves and you know we're just frustrated with things and we want to be confrontational and we end up being mean to ourselves and it's not useful it's not justified um, and it's really not helpful so so you want to find a way to be more self-compassionate. And the first thing you can do is to reframe your thoughts, okay? Um, this takes a bit of practice, but again, it's really not impossible. Um, the, I think really the, the best way, the best tool to do so is to journal. So whenever you feel a bit shitty and you realize that you're just ruminating on something and you're just telling yourself bad things, um, you take out your journal and you start writing all of these feelings down, why you feel like that, what is happening, what triggered it, you know, to find a bit of, uh, first to put a bit of distance between your thoughts and what's actually going on. And also um, start questioning that, you know, like, and that's what reframing thoughts is about, is about being like, okay, maybe I'm over generalizing this um, maybe it's not that bad maybe it's not personal maybe there's something else going on there's other external factors that I haven't taken into uh, consideration I don't know like it's like right now I'm, I'm thinking of job um, job rejections for example I think this is a particularly tough one because people get like we get, we fear rejection so much, right? And this comes from our survival instinct. We know that we need a tribe, we need people, we need a community, we need protection in order to survive. So when we feel rejected, uh, we panic because we, we think we're gonna die. And it's, it's just, you know, the way we were made. Of course, it's not true. And that's what journalism is gonna help you realize is that, okay, I got rejected. Uh, for this job? Does it mean that I'm never going to find a job? Does it mean that I'm shit and that I have no value as a professional? Certainly not. Maybe it was just not a good fit. Maybe they just preferred hiring someone internally, you know? Maybe they, that job is not even on the listing anymore. Like, it's not just about me. And I think most of the time, like, when we are reframing thoughts, we, it's really useful to... to 
let go a bit of that egocentric approach that we usually have with things because of course, you know, that's how we experience our own reality and our own life. Things happen to us, we create things, and then there's a reaction. And we just, you know, kind of interpret it with how, with our own beliefs, with what we know, uh, with what we notice. Uh, but reality is different for everyone, so we really have to um, remind ourselves of that. And journaling is a great tool for that. And also journaling can be so useful when you journal about being grateful because you shouldn't just journal when you're upset. You should also journal when you're happy because that's going to reinforce your positive attitude. Um, and, and when you are not feeling great in your journal, it's going to you know, at least change the mood a little bit. Um, and and it's, it's going to allow you to not stay stuck you know, on, on bullshit, basically. So, yeah, this is really about cultivating love and acceptance towards yourself, because if you don't, no one else will. And another way to cultivate that self-compassion is more physical, I would say, create a bit of gentleness, of softness, of physical self-care towards yourself. Like, creating a balance in your life. And I'm, just not, I'm not just talking about getting a massage, but really realizing that you cannot be proactive all the time, you cannot be productive all the time, you are not a machine. So make sure that you incorporate little things in your routine that will give you peace of mind and make you feel good. Um, and get, that can be really anything. Like this is not about becoming a better person or whatever, you're allowed to do things in your day just to feel good. You deserve to. It's okay because you need that balance because you need both your feminine and masculine energy in order to um, have and achieve and cultivate sustainable success. Okay? So I don't know, for me, it could be listening to upbeat music. It puts me in a great mood. Or talking to the people I love, because, you know, I live so far away, so whenever I feel down, calling a friend or calling my mom, like, it feels great. Uh, maybe at night, you want to disconnect from work, you want to take a hot bath, and, you know, that helps you a lot. Do it. Just fucking do it. Create the time, create the priority in your schedule for those things as well. Okay? So, to conclude, um, changing careers doesn't need to be so difficult. I would really say that 20% of it is strategy, you know, like networking effectively, crafting a strong personal brand, tailoring your applications. This stuff is important, preparing your interview, of course. You know, I'm not going to say you shouldn't focus on that, on that at all, but it's only 20% of the work because 80% is mindset. And feeling empowered isn't the result of amazing outcomes. It's the by-effect of being brave and consistent. It's the trust that you build in yourself by doing the things you set your mind to. When you know that even if you're scared, even if you're uncomfortable, even if you don't really know how things are going to turn out, you will do the thing and you will keep at it. You are already empowered. So, you know, each time I show up, uh, uh, to, I don't know, give a workshop or even recording a podcast episode or being on lives on Instagram, on stories even. I am nervous, but I do it anyway. It doesn't only get 
easier with practice, but I'm also being um, reliable to myself, basically, because I told myself I would do it. So by doing it, I showed to myself, hey, you've got this. Like, it's, this is going to work. You can believe in yourself because you're doing it. Even if you're scared, even if it's not perfect, you know? And if I follow through in those little things, I know that I will in the bigger things too. So just to sum up everything <laughs> we said about how to reset your mindset for a successful career change, first thing you need is clarity, clarity on what you want and to be, yeah, to, to have that clear in your mind, you have to self-reflect first and then set goals accordingly. You cannot set goals if you haven't done that self-reflection first. The second thing you need is to um, embody that next level version of yourself as if you had already achieved what you want. You can do that by keeping your vision alive with a vision board, with visualizations. You can um, also you know, try to really adopt new habits little by little that are gonna help you make things better, that are gonna support you in becoming that new identity, that, new that better version of yourself. Um, and try to make it, you know, easier. Uh, a common example for that is, uh, for example, people who have a hard time starting to, to exercise again or at all in their lives, uh, people tell them to prepare their clothes beforehand at night, you know, and put them on the chair there so they're ready. So, so it's easier in the morning. You just wake up and you don't even think about it. You just put on your workout clothes on. It's just an example. Um, part of embodying that next level version of yourself is, of course, also to acknowledge your achievements and to celebrate them. Um, and then the last thing is to be self-compassionate because beating yourself up and hoping that is going to motivate you, um, that's not going to last for long. And I don't think it's going to yield great results because you're going to, your frequency, your energy is just going to be vibrating at a lower frequency so you so that's not how you attract good things you know um and you want to feel good during the journey again so you want to really develop that self-compassion by reframing your thoughts whenever they're really too i don't know they're really holding you back but also make sure to practice gratitude uh, on the good days and um, and taking care of yourself physically as well, you know, resting and doing things that just make you feel good because they make you feel good, okay? So this is it for today and uh, I'll see you next week for a new podcast episode. Bye, guys.